of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. The God of love. Yes, today our gospel is all about the God of love. And what does the God of love do? The God of love sends snakes. Snakes that bite and kill you. Nothing says love like a viper, much less a viper striking right at your heel. Oh, those poor Israelites, forever looking back to Egypt from whence they came. They whine and God gives them manna. They whine again and God gives them water. They whine some more and God gives them quail. And today, today we find them just after they have finished victory over another tribe, their first victory, I might add, as they are on their way to the promised land. These Israelites should be thrilled, but instead they get snakes. Why? Why? Because they forgot to turn to God. They forgot that their primary relationship is with God. God, the God who loves, the God to whom they are committed, the very God who does provide what they need. They get so focused on what was, what they left behind in Egypt, on wondering if life was better back there, that they don't see the very snakes they are about to step on. Not only do they forget to focus on God, they forget to focus on what is ahead of them, the very land that God promised them in their covenant with one another. But I admit, those poor Israelites, moving forward is hard work. It is easy to think that what has been left behind is far more golden and sacred than what lies ahead. Today, today as we mark one year of Church Online, I could say that I understand the Israelites in the desert just a little bit. I understand their desire to go back to what we left behind, to go back to what we knew to be true and life-giving. I cannot tell you how many times in the past 12 months people have asked me about when we will be back, back in person, back in the church, back to singing together, back to a full house of Easter, back to being able to pass the peace. When will we be back? And I ponder these same questions constantly in my head, day in and day out. However, the one thing that has become clear to most of us as weeks turn to months, as spring turned into summer, as Christmas passed us by in a parking lot with music and Eucharist, as we entered into our second Lent in the pandemic, it has been clear 
that our truth is that where we are going is not where we once were a year ago. What church will be when we return to in-person worship, whether outdoors or indoors, is not the church that we knew in early March of last year, before our world shifted. For a year, we have traveled together, and as we continue together into the unknown of what will be, I do wonder how faithful I have been, how faithful we as a congregation have been on this journey. Like you, I yearn to share communion, both bread and wine, to have the chalice touch my lips as it has not in over a year. I yearn to put bread into hands of people whose eyes are cast up looking at our Jesus window as you come up to receive. I yearn to hear our voices ring out in unison, the Lord is risen indeed. Ah, just kidding. We may be online, but we still don't say some things in Lent. I yearn to worship with you in the same physical space. I even yearn to forget your names at the door as I do on Sundays because it would mean at least I'm seeing you in person. I wonder if we as a congregation and as I as a leader spend too much time looking back at what has been with golden lens nostalgia and not enough time working to understand, working to appreciate, working to dig in into what is coming into being. Am I ready to accept that when we do return, when these pews are full, it will not be the same? Maybe, maybe that we can see through the pandemic, we have been given freedom from what was. We have been given freedom, given freedom from this is the way we have always done it. And we've been given the opportunity to think in new ways, new ways of what it means to be God's people in this time, new ways of how we can worship together, new ways of how we can share God's love through the resources we have here at St. Cross. The one thing that I am certain about, besides the love of God, but the one thing I am certain about is that what we are being called into creating anew will not be any less faithful than what was if God's presence and sharing God's love is at the center of all that we do. God calls us to move forward through this time. This call forward in scripture's reminder today is for us to not look, be, is for us to always look behind our immediate circumstances and look beyond to God. And we do this not as a commentary on the ways of the past, 
but as a dreaming as we look to our future. The ways of our past were most definitely filled with God. They were our living our best ways to look for God in our lives. But our living best now is to continue to look towards our God who is always creating, our God who is calling us forward into a new way of being. So how can I, how can we as a parish wean ourselves from looking at what was and strengthen ourselves to faithfully look ahead to what will be? What will be different is exactly the question that we should all be praying about. We should know by now that we cannot go through a year of pandemic and not be changed. We cannot go through a year of pandemic and not expect God to change us. For God to present us with multiple, multiple opportunities to strengthen our faith, to strengthen our relationship with the God of love, to strengthen our ways of moving forward. And so we have tried different things. We have found new ways to pray together. We have found new ways to support one another through telephone calls and cookies at doorsteps through drive-by graduations and birthdays and Christmas and Easter. We have found new ways we could not have asked for or imagined to care for one another. And yet, the snake story that we hear today from Numbers, the snake story might seem strange. No matter how many times we hear it, it is a little bit odd that the God of love sends snakes. But this year, as we hear it, we hear it as a people who've had a virus in a place of vipers. Don't get me wrong, God did not send the virus. But we've been in the wilderness, and the virus has been nipping at our heels. We can feel empathy towards those, those Israelites who were cast away from their home. We can feel empathy with those who are filled with fear and see danger all around. And we can learn from what came of their fear because you see that bronze snake that went up on a pole seven years, 700 years later was cast aside by King Hezekiah because the bronze snake had become an, a symbol that was, became more important than God. People forgot to look beyond the symbol of the snake, just as sometimes we forget to look beyond the symbol of the cross, to look directly to the God of love, to look directly in our faith to the God who calls us. So in this very moment, on this one-year anniversary, we most certainly need to remember this odd story of snakes. We need to remember to never make the symbols of our faith static, but to always look beyond to the God who gave them to us to remind us 
whose we are and who we are. We have no more idea of what the church will look like exactly than the viper-fearing Israelites did as they went toward the promised land. We do, however, we've been given the gift of this time when we stand on the cusp of a moment when being church will greatly shift. We've been given the gift of this time to stop and devote ourselves to prayer and to listening. We've been given the gift of this sacred time to move our focus beyond our front doors, our pews, the font, the choir stalls, our beautiful stained glass, and even our altar. We've been given the gift of this sacred time to move beyond and to focus intently on the God who gave us all of these things as symbols of our faith. And so, as we are called into prayerful listening, I invite you to pray with me. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imagination, so direct our wills that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always for your glory and the welfare of your people. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.